This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports and appreciate you spending some of your morning uh, here with Trent and I. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. We'll take a look at the big four uh, in the state, three of which have been sidelined due to COVID issues. Uh, Drake, boy, the layoff for the Bulldogs. I didn't realize from the 4th of January to like the 30th of January, something like that. That's a long time without a basketball game. But we'll talk about Drake. We'll talk about you and I, Iowa State and Iowa, who had their game against Michigan State shelved for tonight, postponed uh, due to COVID issues within the Spartans program. But Kevin Lehman will join us. We'll catch up on hoops uh, here regionally with uh, Kevin coming up at 1025. Washer Systems of Iowa uh, sponsors Lehman's appearance. Uh, just before oh, 10.50 or thereabouts, our friend Brian Orilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission will come on in. Of course, the legislative session is uh, now un- underway and uh, there apparently are going to be a couple of gambling issues that may perk some of the audiences, uh, get their attention. We'll talk to Brian about that, not how he foresees the issue going, but just what might, what might be presented. And we'll update, uh, get the latest from Brian uh, on the sports wagering, which continues to set uh, records month after month. And uh, this January is going to be no different. So that's the first hour of the program. Into hour number two we go with John Bowenkamp will join us. We thought we were going to be previewing Michigan State and Iowa with John, but we'll uh, find some other topics, football and basketball related with the Hawks. He will be in here at 11.05. And then Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Uh, he covers the NFL at Yahoo. We will take a look at the four divisional games. Maybe by 11.25 we'll have a confirmation that indeed Urban Meyer has signed his contract. Apparently it's a done deal uh, and it's going to happen at some point today that Urban Meyer will leave uh, the comforts of Fox and the Big Ten Network and make his way to Jacksonville where he will uh, take over the Jaguars with the number one pick with a whole bunch of salary cap money with a whole bunch of promises from the ownership regarding new facilities. Uh, Sounds as though they're writing a blank check. What do you need? Uh, You're our guy. Um, come on down. Just give us a, give us your wish list, and we'll make it happen. And you can uh, move the family down here. So that's what's going on in the next couple of hours. How are you, Trent Condon? I'm doing pretty well. A fun night of hoops, mostly Texas Tech, Texas for me last night. That was at the forefront, mm-hmm. and I watched uh, more NBA than I have this season. What just games caught around. your attention? Just bouncing around. Nets Knicks was a big part of it. Watched a little Wolves last night. So. More than normal, 
The Wolves, did they, I'm assuming they got beat, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> is Carl Anthony Towns still injured? No, he's back. Is he back? He was back, I think, over the weekend. Okay. I mean, maybe uh, he played Sunday. You know Sunday. what, Saturday, I thought he was going to yeah, play. Yeah, whatever day yeah. that was. But he's back a little bit, watched a little bit, and then kind of realized as I was flipping through, there's a reason this sport grabs me more in April and May. Just not for me during college <laughs> basketball time. It just isn't. What did you try and watch? I the, tried. The and the Blues? <laughs> I tried. It just... I can't get into the NBA. I can't get into the oh, NHL see, yeah. until we get to past college basketball. I just love the sport too much. Mm-hmm. No, I know you do. Uh, I watched the uh, Habs and the Leafs. Uh, they were the 6 o'clock uh, puck drop. Uh, so that's where I was on the um, on the center ice package. I watched that. And I, like you, I switched over to the Big 12 game. That was an entertaining basketball mm-hmm. game. Really fun game. Texas Tech and Chris Beard going to be a factor. I don't know how far they'll go. Uh, but they're clearly going to be one of those teams uh, that you're going to have to pay attention to. Because any given night with this team. And McClung hits the big shot. Um, you know, depending what what time you tune in and watch him. I'm just... He's a really good player, but then he's, every now and then he just does some things like, Jesus. And that was the that same thing from? at Georgetown. I mean, he was that same guy there. Yeah. He, he hasn't grown out of that. Sometimes you'll see guards that right. do, and he still makes those mistakes. And what in God's name are you mm-hmm. thinking? And that, is that Beard's teams in general? There are times you watch, mm. even the team that played for the title a couple of years ago, and I remember during that season, there are times, yeah, that team can win a national championship, and you watch them other and you're, that team stinks. Yeah. They just have no clue. There are times against Iowa State early where, and then they, of yeah. course, poured it on. But they have those stretches, and they're not a couple of bad possessions in a row. They're three, four, five minutes where they look bad, but then they also have those three, four, five-minute stretch where they look as good as anybody in college basketball. No, they do. And last night, as they uh, handed uh, Texas their first conference loss last night, uh, as, as uh, McClurg, who we're talk- McClung rather, who we're talking about, uh, hits the big shot, uh, and good night. Drive home safely. So a decent night uh, of college basketball last night. I didn't see any of the Ohio State game. They mm. beat Northwestern. Watch a little bit. Yeah, I was. I was like I say. I was into opening night. Uh, the puck. I. I gotta be. Um. I'm ecstatic for this season. You know. I. This having all the. I know this doesn't move anybody's but mine. But the Canadian teams in the same division—that's pretty cool for me. That's really. Cool. I mean, I grew up on Toronto, Montreal mm-hmm. every Saturday night for the most part, right? It was Hockey Night in Canada. It was black and white TV. Um, that, I mean, that show's been going on since before I was born, and I'm old. But um, having all those teams up there playing amongst each other. That's going to be cool. Minnesota Wild open up tonight. We'll see how they do. We talked to Joe O'Donnell yesterday. I don't think that they're going to be a playoff team, but we shall see. So the Urban Meyer news, Trent, um, This I think this has got to be his last stop. Mm-hmm. You know, selfishly, I was hoping that he would stay in the booth. I felt the same way about John Gruden. But these guys are coaches at the end of the day, right? They're right. football coaches. That's what they do. Uh, that's what motivates them to get up in the morning. But boy, oh boy, when they do take that respite, if you will, if they when they do go into the studio, man, oh man, I I, I can't remember not watching these guys and thinking, oh, you know, that's a cool perspective on. You just learn so much from their perspective, right? Sure. It's just one thing to to listen to them and see what they're seeing. And, um, you know, then bring it to how you watch games. And, and Urban Meyer was terrific. Him and DiNardo breaking down games on the Big Ten Network and those little vignettes that they would tweet out on the Big Ten Network's Twitter account during the during Big Ten season. That was appointment, t- that was appointment viewing for me. See, and it's, it's kind of wild to me because, honestly, I 
don't see a whole lot of Urban Meyer, certainly during the Fox pregame show. If I have something on, it's that. And during that time, I have to be very selective about my TV watching time. Yeah, and <laughs> with kids are cartoons. right, and that's what it is. So, yeah. all right, football games come out at eleven for college football. Yeah. We'll watch what the kids want to watch up until that time. So, I didn't see a whole lot, but I remember before kids when I saw Urban Meyer when he was at ESPN, and the guy sucked. Uh, he, he was terrible. Oh, he was good now. he was not compelling. He was not interesting. But you also knew that was just a stopgap. That mm-hmm. was, I'm taking this year off. Right. I'm going to be back as a head coach somewhere the following season. That's what it was, and I think he didn't want to really ruffle any feathers. When he took this job with Fox and BTN, I think he thought it was over. That his coaching yeah. career, he was done coaching mm-hmm. at least initially, mm-hmm. and if there was going to be the job, it wasn't the following year. Right. It was going to be down the line. And, and Ohio, how, how it ended at Ohio State, too, made mm-hmm. you think that you know, maybe a college job wasn't in his future. How concerned are you about him physically? You know, I don't know enough about him. I mean, I, I would like to think that his family, if there were any concerns, wouldn't let him go down that path. Look, it's not that you don't have to prepare for what he does, but nowhere near the in the office at 5 a.m., leave the office at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, you bump into your own shadow when you get back the next morning almost. Um, it, it seemed like it was a perfect fit. Selfishly, again, I, I'm going to miss the dude. I don't remember him at ESPN being as bad as you do, but at those times, this was really the first year that I can remember tuning into game day. Yeah. You know, tuning into the pregame. I was never really into it. I remember when I first started talking with you more and you mentioning that. And I I think I asked you, you know, what's your NFL pregame? I don't watch it. Yeah. And I was like, really? And this is the same thing with the NFL. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched the ESPN. I get a kick out of Ryan. And right. uh, I like Randy Moss. And uh, Sam Ponder does a great job quarterbacking that show and keeping everybody in line. And Brewski's good. Uh, and Hasselbeck, that, that's a pretty good uh, That's a pretty good round table there. But the, yeah, maybe it's, I don't know if it's the pandemic or just I yeah. got in the habit of watching Saturday and Sunday uh, pregame show, but I'm into it now. Well, look, Sunday morning, it's all the political shows, right? That's yeah, right. It's either that or... You know, you uh, no, no thanks. I'm gonna watch. No football. face the nation for you, right? Face the nation. Is that the long? No. What's the the longest? Meet cur- the press. I think it is meet the press, yeah. and that's NBC, right? Yeah, 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 it's NBC. Anyways, I don't know where we're going with that. Uh, so we'll get it back on. Yes, track. we will bring this one back so, very quickly. Today. Disappointing that we won't see Iowa and Michigan State tonight. All right. I just a theory, a conspiracy. Just a- Maybe okay. get out your tin foil hats, everybody. Let's let's go down this road. If Michigan State was five and one right now in the Big Ten, would this game be played? I I want to say I want to say I, I no no because I, I, I want to say the same thing. But I I, I I think I think how COVID, big is my tin foil hat here? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, does it go to the ceiling or is it just a nice little teepee here? <laughs> We've kept it handy because it said the same thing about Michigan and I win the football season. And, and uh, I'm, I know I'm not alone on no, that. No, you're not. When the, the COVID numbers weren't as bad as uh, as we were led to believe. But three guys, three positives uh, on the Spartans bench. And that's was that was as of yesterday. Right, yeah. Uh, so there was two, and the game was eh, teetering on the brink. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a third. Today might there be a fourth, or might there be a fifth? We don't know. Um, I want to say no, Trent, but what we're, where we're at right now with three of our four regional teams, it just shows you the spot uh, in, in our area, right? I mean, the clones are, the clones are on the shelf because of what's going on at K-State. Drake is on the shelves. They've got issue. Iowa can't play tonight because of Michigan State. It just shows you how 
much danger. Maybe danger is too strong of a word, but maybe it's not because we're in the throes of this thing right now. It's going to be you know, cross your fingers. Yeah, just cross your fingers that we get through this. I mean, when we when we take a look at the Big Ten, we're talking how many games is it going to take to win this conference? Well, should we be doing it by a percentage basis? How at, at much point? would that sting to? It would it for this Iowa, year. Yeah, where you have three games that are taken away, yep. and all right, you played seventeen games, you went thirteen and four, and somebody nipped you because they mm-hmm. happen to play an extra game against Nebraska. Right, they they got a game in against Penn State. Yeah, that. Other teams didn't get, and that's a very real possibility. We talk so much about Michigan, how lucky they are, only getting Iowa and Illinois once Mm -hmm. each, but there's no guarantee they're going to get even those one games or the double plays that they have against Nebraska and Penn State. There's no guarantee. The Penn State they've been shut down now for what a week and a half. It's been a while, yeah. So that's also the reality and something that you can't forecast when you're putting it together and looking at schedules. Who's going to have games canceled? No, it's true. Look, Drake is off to a, a historic start conference-wise. They're they're playing their you-know-what's off. Um, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they get shut down. They'll go from January the 4th to January the 30th. When, that's when the Illinois State, I think the back-to-backers, Illinois State, the Redbirds come to the Knapp Center last weekend in January. That's a long stretch. I mean, what, what's that disruption schedule-wise going to look like for the Bulldogs? Will the same Bulldogs team um, show up? Mm-hmm. It'll be 26 days between crazy. games. It's crazy. What We're basically does, starting all over again. And for the guys that aren't positive, they're, I'm sure, going to a gym. Can they go to the NAP Center and get shots up? Good to, question. Do they have to go to a YMCA? I, I don't know the answer to that question. I would guess they're still allowed inside the NAP Center. Uh-huh. But... For the guys that even that are positive, but maybe they're asymptomatic, what can you do workout wise? What makes sense? Are are you just sitting in your dorm room doing ball handling drills? There is that all you could do? That's the difficult part. You just you don't know. Twenty six days in between since that victory against Southern Illinois. You're right. It's Illinois State, yep. then Valpo, then Evansville, and now just a single game left against you and I. As that one was taken off the docket, and that will not be made up. Right now, it's not on the schedule. Okay. It very well could be. But that's what's wow. more important: one game against a team you and I that's going to be playing in the Drake Invitational, yeah. or oh, is there going to be a Drake Invitational? Getting the game against Loyola, mm-hmm. those two games that are scheduled against Loyola, we're scheduled you, against. Loyola. You know what? I'm looking forward to retiring the Drake Invitational moniker. Yeah, you know I, we're getting to that point. I, aren't I we? think we are with the Vries. I, yep. I really, truly do. Uh, and for those of you who are new to the radio station, first of all, we're really glad you're here. Yes. Uh, and when, uh, what we're talking about here is, is other than the uh, the Keno Davis, the, that remarkable era, they fell very quickly back. The Missouri Valley Conference basketball tournament starts on uh, Thursday night with two play with two games, um, the seven versus ten and the eight versus nine, and you can. Maybe not write it in pen, but probably write it in pen. That Drake is going to be playing on opening night of the tournament because they would finish toward the bottom of the standings, but not with this guy, Trent. Not no. There's a new sheriff in town. Tied for regular season title in his first year. They were good last year, made the run with the upset against you and I to the semifinals and 13 and 0 this year. I did the math. I remember yep. looking through it uh, before DeVries got there, and I think it was 18 out of the 20 previous years they had played in that Jeez. opening night. Of course, they were the one seed. And there's nobody in St. Louis yet because, no. I mean, we've been in the, what are they, who was the Scott Trade Center. Uh-huh. So it's home of the St. Louis Blues. Um, and it's just like there's nobody there on Thursday night. It's like watching college basketball now. 
Yeah, it's like you know what? That's a really sad comparison, but mm-hmm. really accurate. I was just sent a text. They will play you and I twice. They will. They're they will going play. to get those games. They are in. going to. They are going to reschedule the game against yeah. you. And, and that's I. the easiest one to get in. It's right. A two-hour drive. Exactly. So you, good. You leave in the afternoon. You leave after the game. And you're on. Mm-hmm. It's a bus ride. Mm-hmm. You can get those games a lot easier than having to make your way to Valpo. Yeah. Having to drive down to Springfield, whatever it turns out to be. Schlepping Good. through the valley in January. A brutal. Um, looks like maybe a back-to-back. A back-to-back oh, Wednesdays. Back-to-back Wednesdays. All right, so real quick, let's do so. We're going to get Frank Schwab at the end of the show. We've got a lot of basketball conversation coming up. Uh, here with Kevin Lehman. Then we're going to enter sports wagering with our friend Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Uh, look forward to picking Brian's brain uh, as to what potentially might be. Not going to offer any opinions on how legislature will vote. We won't ask him to do that. Uh, but we'll, you know, just find out the the lay of the land. Online poker. Didn't you say that, Trent? Mm-hmm. That that was potentially on the docket. Uh, we shall see. I, I I still find that one hard to believe that the casinos will acquiesce um, to that, even though it would be good for them. There's still so much, so many other ways that they want you in their building. Right. They yes. want you to you know pull a handle while you're going uh, to play poker or um, you know buy a beer or in Prairie Meadows' case, check out the. <laughs> have you ever eaten at AJ Steakhouse? I have. God, it's good. Yes, it is, and it's been a while. Yeah, me too. Need to add that to the list of when we get back to normal. Yeah, it's good. Let's have the Millers and the Condens meet there for dinner some night. Right, without masks. Let's get to that point. Yes, please. It's hard to eat through those. It is. A big steak. Yeah. Try to stuff it through the mask. Have you eaten in a restaurant? Yes. Have you? Not. No, we've we've done indoors a couple of times. There's a Mexican restaurant that we yeah. that we like to frequent that... Ella really likes. Yeah. She likes the cheese dip. So okay. we've done that a couple of times. El Rodeo, and they separate really well. Yeah. You know, we're well, I'm not sure close. everybody's doing their darndest. I just I would say once every six weeks we mm. probably do it. Now during the summer it was easy because right, you right, go somewhere with right. outside Patio, and yeah. you're good to go. But I think that's maybe the last in the last mm. two months that we went to was that one, which was a few weeks ago. Mm. It just how about you guys? It's oh, just the two of you, right? But you're also older, right? Yes, we are, and. Take out. We take out all the time. Yeah, uh, but no, I've not eaten. I've, we have not eaten in restaurants. We'll fact, put that last, on the docket. Last restaurant we might have eaten in was in Las Vegas. I know for a fact that the last time I had my favorite beer on tap was in Las Vegas, and it was about no. You know what it was? We were in Vegas, um, the weekend between Championship Sunday and the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that was the last time maybe we were on an airplane because you know because we were flying home. And we're on Southwest, so we get the television, you know, and uh, you on your on your iPad free, which is awesome. Uh, Kobe Bryant died on our way home. That that was the news wow. during that flight, um, because you know, I'll never forget it. Um, you know, we you get all those channels, and every single one of them was. And why, of course, it would be. You were freaking out too going into that trip, right? Yes. About- about the coronavirus. As because we I thought Vegas was a Petri dish. People yes. come from all over the world. And I thought you I, I thought you were heading down the nutty road. I know. You weren't alone. <laughs> and then through February, usually about once a week before the show, and we're just kind of BSing like we do, you'd bring it up. Trent, it's coming. Buckle up. Oh, man. I'd go home and tell <laughs> Ken's losing it. Yeah. He's going off the deep end, I think, here. He's because this thing's not. Well, <laughs> we talk, we make fun of my missus. 
That was a pretty big miss on my part. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put that one on your that, on your ledger. You got to win, Colin, in that one. Sadly, unfortunately. So, uh, so real quick, where I wanted to go, I, I looked at the weather forecast for the two Saturday games. The mm. two games, well, I guess Kansas City could be affected by weather. Kansas City is going to be in the 40s uh, on Sunday. Green Bay, sadly, going to be in the 30s. <laughs> but NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's a good point. The following week, there's no mm-hmm. guarantees what it'll be, but. Snow showers for Buffalo on Saturday night. Showers. So you saw Lamar Jackson's comments. He's never played in snow Did before. See that. It's going to be a big talker between now and then. It, it was, but so I saw it first on the bottom line on ESPN. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy. And you read the comments and sound kind of damning. And then I heard him that night on SportsCenter and he's kind of joking about it. It's not, they made it seem at least reading it and reading an article on wherever your favorite website is. It sounds very dire. But then you hear him actually talking about it. It's not nearly as dire as it looks in print. Look, he grew up in Florida, right? He's a Florida kid. He played football at Louisville, so it's not exactly balmy. I get it. It's the South, but it can be cold there. It is cold there uh, in November. I've always had this opinion when it it comes to cold weather games and when it comes to athletes. If you're going to outrun somebody on a, we'll call it a fast track. Yeah. They both have to run in the snow. They're both going to slow down. And if the fast guy's faster than the guy to begin with, he's probably faster on whatever surface they're going to run on. And he has the advantage of knowing where he's going. The other guy's trying to keep up. I hope we get snow. I think that that game fascinates me. That game fascinates me. I bet, I went down to my DraftKings account yesterday, uh, and I um, I bet two futures. Just the, the ones that we talked about on our Mediacom television show. I, I bet on Tampa Bay, and I bet on Baltimore. I hate betting. Well, they're two different conferences, obviously. <laughs> so it's not betting against yourself. And one was 8-1. to one, one was, I think, 9-1. to one. So decent prices. And I think both of them have a great chance to win this weekend, and those prices will be cut in half. And how great will that be if that's who's playing in the Super Wouldn't Bowl? Wouldn't that be something? Guaranteed profit. Guaranteed, right. That's very nice going into the Super Bowl when you know you got that. But but don't you think, I mean, Tampa, look, I think. I, we're on different sides on both uh, of these. I, on those two games, New and Orleans. you had a hell of a year, so I kind of, you know. <laughs> makes you a little nervous. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, it, maybe it's just Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's a difference maker. And I believe in the talent so mm-hmm. much. The guy is an absolute headache. Yep. He is a, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he's a receiver. Right. He, he's at the mold of the yeah. Randy Mosses and the yeah. T.O.s of the world. But when he is right, just that play up the field, they don't have anybody. Emmanuel Sanders is a nice receiver. Yes, you saw he him is. in Denver. Yep. He is a nice receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not a one. Second. Yeah, he's a two. He's a two. And he was in Denver behind Demarius Thomas. Jared Cook is a very good yep. post-up tight end. Yep. He's not a guy anymore, though, nope. up the seam. They worry about very often. Nope. He's athletic, yep. but he's not crazy that he's just going to outrun mm-hmm. an outside linebacker up the seam. They need Michael Thomas. They need Michael Thomas being able to get up the field to be at their their fullest. And I think they have that. And I, Breeze, you can talk about the limitations, but just that little bit that they're able to do up the field. And they've dominated Tampa. Yeah, they have. They've really dominated. Right. It's tough to beat a team three times in a year. Not if you're just a lot better than them. Not if you match up they really have, well. And they do apparently because they beat them the first two times. Wasn't that one? Wasn't that game one game week one, one yeah. prime time in the afternoon, it right was, in the light yep. window, uh, with the same crew? I'm assuming it's going to be back there this weekend. Um, that, that we have that. That's where Buck and Company are, right? NBC has the has the late game on Saturday, right? So we'll get uh, Nan- Nance and Romo got to be in KC. They are. Uh, the early game is. 
Rams pack. Yeah, that's got to be what. That's got to be a couple of uh, what? Oh God, I can picture him. Who used to work with Kevin Burkhart? Yeah, Burkhart and yeah. and and Moose Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's who it is. I bet that's who. Are it they is. the two team, or is it now Charles Johnson oh. or Charles? Uh, Charles. Charles used to work with the Screamer on Fox. Charles. Yeah. It's Charles Robert. Davis. Charles Davis. 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 Yeah. That's good. Uh, I think it's Burkhart. I think Burkhart's team's got that game. Okay. Anyways, uh, ten twenty-five. We'll get more in the NFL uh, coming up here with uh, our friend Frank Schwab, Devontae Adams, Jamal, Jalen Ramsey. Bring that on. As we said yesterday in the show, if you're looking for a prop, that might be one to take a look at. Green Bay Packers receivers. Because if Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Devontae Adams, first of all, good luck. But if there is a guy in the league that can do it, I think it might be Ramsey. So what does that mean? I mean, who's Aaron Rodgers going to be targeting? There's going to be, because you know he's going to throw the football. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is a Lazard game. And maybe Lazard's, you know, uh, catch totals two, two and a half, three. Maybe this is a game he goes over. Valdez Scantling, does he get more involved? Are you going to play some props uh, tomorrow to get us up to five? You want to do some props? No. No, just the games. Just the games. Just the games. Well, I'm trying to do anything for give you a chance to catch up. I can. I think I'm, it's a mathematical impossibility. I, I've surrendered. Yeah, you, you won 2020 uh, convincingly, too. You you had a great year. You finished, What did you do last week? Three and two? Three and two, yeah. yeah. Still at over 60% on the year. Mm-hmm. I think I fell back below because, foolishly, Ohio State's going to give uh, Bama a game. Whoops. <laughs> and it is Burkhart and Johnson. For it is the, Burkhart and Johnson. Yeah, good. for the Green Bay Rams game. Uh, it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword money to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 money to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, we will come back and talk to Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors. How's Drake going to handle this 26-day layoff? Uh, we'll take a look at the four teams in our state when we come back. Miller and Condon are with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Insurance Company and Affiliates. Better than that, Matt. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO, 106.3 FM, just past 1030 on a Thursday. Uh, Brian Arilco from the IRGC coming up in no fewer than 20 minutes right now. Kevin Lehman uh, joins us. Analyst, does a lot of basketball games. He joins the program. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors, Kevin Lehman, Kevin Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on. Get into the cancellations in a second. I want to get this question. Uh, one of our listeners, Danny Noonan, uh, is his name, reached out. And I thought he had a really good question. I want to ask you, uh, as he asked us to ask you. So we will. Kevin Lehman, what qualities do Coach Mack, Nurse, and DeVries possess that make them outstanding coaches, other than being from our fine state. What uh, what makes them the coaches that they are, Kevin? Well, that is a great question. Uh, Nick Nurse, Greg McDermott, Darren DeVries, they're all small-town Iowa guys with great family values. And I think that's helping, Ken. In today's world, you have to have great relationships with your players. Mm-hmm. If you read Nick Nurse's book that he wrote, Rapture, he talks about, 
relationship with his teams. And, I, and I've seen McDermott do that. And I think that's one of the special things about Darren DeVries. Did you see him on ESPN the other day during the middle of our uh, Loyola-Indiana State game? I did not. And at the mothership? They want him to pinpoint who his best player was. He refused to do wow. it, Ken. Wow. He talked about all his players. He would not pinpoint one player. I thought they tried to back him in a corner, and he just <laughs> they, they twice they tried to do it. Yeah. He would not. And I thought that's a great uh, one of those great assets that Darren DeVries has. They're, and they're you know they're all guys that grew up working hard. Nothing mm-hmm. was given to them because you talk about all three of those guys. They were not great athletes, but they're very successful players because of their IQ and their work ethic. Interesting and, and great to see those guys having so much success as they do in their profession of coaching basketball. So let's go to Drake and this thirteen and zero start well, well, that's on. All, yeah. First of all, Trent, I would say the other quality is they were all coached by Kevin Lehman. <laughs> That's part of it, too. Gives you a leg up. I, I wish I would have had Coach Lehman on my side. It might, maybe it would help out a little bit more. <laughs> That's good. Kevin, uh, I, was uh, luck, I was just lucky to be around them. Yeah, th- this Drake team, they're on pause. It's going to be 26 days in between mm. ball games for them from January 4th till the 30th when they're scheduled to get started again. When, when you look at that kind of layoff without knowing – you know, who's available, who's can go through practice and everything there. You've never had to deal with this before, I know, in your coaching days. But what would a 26-day layoff, what can you do? And what can you do when you don't have all your guys available to go through practice? Well, here's what I'm finding out, Trent. Uh, talking to these other coaches that have been through it, such as Bradley, I think they had 19 days off. Uh, so it depends on if you actually have the virus, whether you can actually compete. If you don't, it's a contact tracing you can do one-on-one work with a coach. I've been told that by a number of coaches. So I was surprised at how well Bradley played at Northern Iowa after an 18, 19-day layoff. And they came back that second night when you thought they might not have any legs left and played even stronger, I felt. So it depends on uh, who has the virus and who's been contact traced in that. So you can get some workouts with your teams individually. If you do have the virus, then you're like first day you can only do 15 minutes of conditioning, and then that gradually moves up. So it's not like these guys are doing anything. Uh, and I've seen a number of teams in the Valley that have come back and played fairly well after sitting out. Well, we certainly hope that that's the case with Drake. They were off to an unbelievable start, as everybody knows. Historic start uh, for this Bulldog team. Hate to see them derailed uh, by this. Uh, Kevin, what are you hearing? Before we get into the other three schools in the state, we'll pick your brain on the Panthers, on the Cyclones, and the Hawkeyes. What are you hearing as far as conference tournaments, uh, if anything, at this point? Kevin, I know, look, at we're um, what, weeks away from the Valley. They go first, and then we get the, uh, uh, the Big 12 and the Big 10. What do you think the likelihood of those happening are because March Madness we're convinced is going to happen even if March Madness is April Madness or May Madness they're going to play that this year they just have to financially but conference tournament wise is there been any buzz any any whispers about uh, conference tournaments maybe being shelved at the expense of making sure we do get March Madness can I think uh, if I'm in a high major conference and I've got a 500 record why would I play in a conference tournament and possibly subject my team to being infected by COVID? Because uh-huh. you're going to punch your ticket. You know, if you're in the Big Ten and you're ten and ten, right? You're in. Yep. Now, in a mid-major, I think it's a different story because they're trying to get multiple bids, and 
you know, you've got to win that tournament to get the bid. So I would say more likely that the mid-majors would have theirs and the power fives might have some teams that opt out. Like we've seen, uh, you know, in the football situation with the, with the bowls and so forth. And, and I told Trent here right before we went on air is Drake has not played. They keep moving up in the net. They've gone from 13 to 10 oh, in the net. So maybe they should just cancel the rest of the season. They'd have a 10 net. They got their 13 minimum in. They might get a pretty good seed. They would. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be pretty incredible. Don't think that's going to happen. They're going to go out there and compete. And a two-month layoff might be just a little bit too much before uh, they play in the tournament. It's interesting when you think of Drake. Can they put together a resume good enough to be in at large if – Either they decide not to play in the MVC tournament. But what about a team like Iowa? Let's say they go through here. They're playing really well. They're on path for a, a one, two, three seed, something like that in the tournament. From their perspective, does it make sense to just say, you know what, we're good. We're going to get ready for Indianapolis. We're not going to worry about the possibility of COVID. And if that happens, if an Iowa, an Illinois, a Michigan opts out, does the Big Ten tournament suddenly become either... All right, we got Penn State, Nebraska, and Maryland trying to play for an automatic bid. Is that a realistic possibility, too? It's interesting conversation, Trent, I but I was. think your league office at some point is going to step in, yeah. like we saw in football, mm-hmm. and make a decision for these schools so you don't have everyone going on rogue on their own. You remember Nebraska said, we're going to play football, even the Big Ten says we can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to see that same sort of situation from your conference commissioners where they have to have some unity in these leagues, and either you're all going to play or you're not going to play. Uh, I think that's what will come down to in the end. Otherwise, you're going to be so fragmented. And think how upset. Uh, and also, Trent and Ken, don't forget about the TV money. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. there's TV money in those mm-hmm. conference tournaments. That may be another reason why we're going to see him play. Yep, indeed. Well, we're not going to see uh, next uh, next Wednesday. We're not going to see Drake and you and I. Apparently, that game will be made up at some point, Kevin. Uh, when it when it comes to you and I, since we last spoke, uh, what have you seen from the Panthers? I, I believe they've um, they split with Bradley uh, in the time since the, that we last spoke. What are you seeing from the Panthers? Are they um, are they starting to is their arrow pointing up, Kevin? I guess. I really think it is. Uh, the problem is now they're going to Loyola this week in a game I've oh, got, you know, and it's back to back. They won that first game against Bradley, came back in the second game, had a chance. We had a clock malfunction at the end as Burhau tipped one at the buzzer, didn't count it, would have put an OT. But what I've seen from them, guys, is their freshmen, Bowen Bourne and Nate Heisey. There comes a point in the season where they are no longer freshmen because they've had enough games. I think we're getting to that point with those two guys. They're put in tough positions when Antoine Kimmins opts out and A.J. Green gets hurt. But you're seeing some real growth with those two guys. And also, Trey Burhau has become the leader of this team. Has he? He's taken over this team at both ends of the court, playing with great emotion. And Fife's become a man. Now, he started off slow, guys. And Ben Jackson had a little talk with Austin Fife and said, just keep it simple. Do what you do best. From that point on, the kids been knocking out double-doubles. And he's taking on a whole new aggressive nature at the offensive end. All right, so I'm just looking at the schedule here, Kevin. Uh, you're um, Saturday, five o'clock tip, ESPN two, and Sunday, four o'clock on Big ESPN. Which one of those do you have, and will you be working with our friend Jordan Bernfeld? 
Boy, I wish I was working with Jordan. We have a great time together. Uh, we have them both. It's going to be Clay Matvick, who I had yep. the Indiana State um, early game with. So it'll be Clay and I both nights. Yeah, we're on the uh, we're on the mothership on Sunday. So kind of excited about that. Gonna be fun, and uh, we'll see. This Loyola team are they? How good are they? The Final Four run. I'm, you look back upon that. The, the last second shots, how they got there. You don't want to put that kind of. Oh boy, is this a Final Four team again? How good though is this squad? I, I know Crutwig is still around. They've recruited well because of that run. What do you think of this Loyola team as a whole? I had them last weekend at Indiana State. Uh, they were supposed to be at Drake. Mm-hmm. We got the call at ten o'clock Friday. Uh, you got to pack your bags and head for Terre Haute. Ooh. Of course, they had to get back Monday for the Northern <laughs> Iowa Bradley game. Uh, so I saw him up close and personal. Crutwig's back. Lucas Williamson, both were fresh on that Final Four team. Mm. They've got all five starters back, Trent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually picked them to win this league over Northern Iowa because of what they had coming back and the fact that Northern Iowa was going to lose Spencer Haldeman and Isaiah Brown before A.J. Green went under. But they're not clicking like I thought they would be. Still a dangerous team, hard to play against, uh, shooting it better. They've got great depth. But against Indiana State, they had an 18-0 run put on in the second half by uh, Indiana State and Greg Lanson. Never seen that happen to a Loyola team before. Defensively, they've not as, not as good as they've been in the past. But it's going to be a real battle for the Panthers. The last four times these two teams have played, Northern Iowa and Loyola, last year both games went to overtime. The year before, both games were one-point games. So it's always kind of these, turns to be a great contest between the, the Ramblers and the Panthers. Kevin Lehman uh, joins us, Washer System of Iowa Sponsors. Kevin, we got uh, about three minutes left, got two teams obviously to get to. Let's do Iowa State. Feel bad for them. Uh, the, the, the three, they were in conference play now, they've lost their, their last three, and they're, they've lost all of them in the conference, but at least they had that one non-con just prior to Christmas to put in the win column. K-State looked like a winnable basketball game. That's those two at the bottom of the standings. But then they come back and they got to go to Lawrence. Good luck. Uh, here comes Texas. We know they're good. And we just watched Texas Tech on the road beat them last night. We saw Texas Tech come to uh, uh, Hilton last weekend and just destroy them. My question to you is, Kevin, is 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 how does um, how does Prone keep this ship afloat? You know what I mean? How does he keep from this uh, this season just going completely uh, the wrong direction? Well, it's one of the great challenges as a coach. Uh, and, you know, Elder Miller always told us this after you had a tough loss or you're going through a spell like this. Your attitude, they're all looking at you for leadership at this point. So your attitude with your players, uh, we would have a practice after we're in a lull like this. He said, I don't want one negative word this entire practice. Everything is positive. You have to build these guys back up and give them a good feeling. That's the challenge Steve Crome has with this team. And, you know, I'm like you, Ken, uh, I look at the schedule. It is brutal. You're looking now to trying to find a win for the Cyclones. You just don't see one. And the Oklahoma State, also a team playing well. Right. Xavier Foster shut down for the year. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough road here for the Cyclones going forward. Finish up with a little Hawk talk as the Hawkeyes were getting ready for Michigan State. That game is off. Also, the Northwestern game that was supposed to play be played on Sunday, uh, Monday. That has been moved to Sunday. A lot of changes here. This Iowa team keeps winning games. Got to pile them up before that second half of the schedule. Just your takeaway a week later after talking about the Hawkeyes. Jordan Bohannon is in the zone. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You get in the zone, you don't, you don't know how you're in it. 
you just know you when you're in it, and you want to stay in it as long as you can. What most impressed me about not his three-point shooting, he has 14 assists and no turnovers. I mm. couldn't go to church league and do that, guys. <laughs> That's unbelievable stat right there for Bohannon. Yeah, if he's shooting it well with guards in the middle, we camp on the wings. I, this team is really, really good, guys. And uh, I, I, you know, we always talk about can they defend? I think they're getting a little better defensively. I do too. I really you? do. But uh, yeah, but they, you know, they got some. I was really looking forward to Michigan State because Michigan State has owned them. Yep. They've won 19 of the last 22. Mm. This is not the Michigan State team we've seen in the past. Of course, that game canceled. And but mark my words, guys, Northwestern is a dangerous team. If Bo Bowie plays well. That team is very good at Welsh Ryan. Hasn't shot it well since the Iowa game. No, he has. But when they do, you're, you're 100% right. Kevin Lehman, we're out of time. We'll talk to you next week. Kevin, appreciate what you do for us. Thanks for coming on. Have a wonderful week. And we'll hear you on ESPN2 on Saturday and on the Mothership on Sunday. Thanks, Kev. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Kevin Lehman. Uh, color analyst talking a little uh, college basketball. Brought to us by Washer Systems of Iowa. Thanks to Jeff Egley. You can find them on Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Help you out with your pressure washers. Heaters, it's going to be cold here in the coming days. you got your garage. you got your shop. need a heater for it in there. They'll help you out at Washer Systems of Iowa. Do they shovel snow? <laughs> need that too, boy. Hey, well, you got that covered, don't you? Yes, we do. We that do. must be oh, nice. Oh, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. We'll take a time out. Come back, uh, talk a little sports wager with our friend Brian Rilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. John Bowenkamp on the Hawks at 11.05. Frank Schwab on the NFL at 11.25. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO. org. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Uh, the final month of uh, 2020 in the state of Iowa, $104 million, uh, just, uh, just shy of $105 million was wagered on sports. Betters won $97 million, so uh, the books profited about $7.5 million. We've got to get into that with our friend Brian Arilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. Brian Trenton, Ken, Happy New Year. This is the first time we've spoken with you in 21, so we're uh, good, to, good to have you on the program. $104 million, and Trenton and I were kind of kicking this around earlier, Brian. Uh, now that you don't have to go to the casinos, and as Trent mentioned, and I did think of this angle week 17 of the nfl took place in january we've got iowa state playing their bowl game in january we were trying to come up with a figure as how much money will be bet in the month of january i went 130 million trent thinks i'm way way low <laughs> what do you think brian any idea how much it's going to grow yeah i think uh you guys are uh right in the ballpark it um it it really uh, I was uh, personally surprised to see uh, the growth that we had even uh, from November to December. We knew there would be more. We were seeing promotions starting to ramp up as mm-hmm. the sports books uh, were competing for everyone's dollar. And, and that obviously trickled into December, uh, to December's numbers. Um, but then many of the games that you know people were interested in and wagering has, has been um, it's anecdotally very good the first few weeks of January for those things that you guys just mentioned. And, and we don't, we get numbers on a monthly basis. And so, so, uh, I'm not for sure, but, but just because we had such a high percentage, uh, growth from November to December in January, we have already bet MGM, uh, that launched, 
we have just promotions that are being offered at levels that we've never seen before in this state. Um, two other operators, the SCORE and TSG, which we think um, will be uh, imminent. Uh, you know, these, these mm. next few months are, are really uh, going to be telling and, and interesting just to see uh, where numbers land. Yeah, we talked uh, initially a lot about the skins and the two available to each of the casinos across the state. With all these operators, is it still that fact where they have to be with one of these in-state casinos, or can they basically operate on their own just having a, a branch here in the state of Iowa? Yeah, it's a good question. So, so each online casino operator still has to have a relationship with the casino. However, it is very independent uh, in that the online operator's relationship is strictly more of a revenue share type agreement. Mm -hmm. And as it relates to operations, it really is being done solely by the online sports casino. And so, uh, so given that um, what, you know, what we're seeing is, is, um, you know, just, uh, you know, quite a bit of competition uh, between those operators, even if they're tied to the same casino or the same uh, casino corporation, because some corporations in Iowa have multiple casinos. And so, uh, so they're operating very independently. And, and we are at nine uh, online sports books right now. Uh, I believe we'll go to 11. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, really kind of what has been uh, telling is the number of applications that we have in our office right now are working uh, with the different companies uh, to get uh, uh, so, uh, to get them licensed, and so, and that's why we think here in the next few months, um, this market could grow uh, to potentially twenty online Jeez. sports companies uh, uh, in the state. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you can answer this or not. Uh, has Prairie Meadows um, partnered with anybody other than William Hill? Uh, they have not. Uh, so they still just have the one, yeah. uh, the one partner at this point. Gotcha. Uh, Brian, uh, there's a legislative session that uh, just kicked off uh, this week, I believe. Uh, there was some talk that there may be some gambling, um, opera, what would the word be? Issue, not issues, uh, gambling initiatives, maybe, uh, is a better word, that might be part of this session. Can you tell us if there are any? I mean, I'm not picking your brain as to how you think they'll go, but will there be, like online poker was talked about at some point during the summer. Have you seen any of those so far? So what I'm hearing, uh, uh, so one bill has been filed uh, right now, and it relates to promotional play receipts, and it really is uh, more of a tax bill uh, um, in how uh, promotional play is treated. Um, and uh, the bill right now um, would essentially um, reduce uh, the tax liability when those promotional play credits are offered. So, so that would, you know, in effect, um, uh, likely increase the offerings uh, that we're seeing. And so that has been filed um, still very, very early in the process. Uh, the other thing that I think is a priority for the industry, uh, and, and they're calling it just kind of a cleanup, uh, just some, some cleanup items, and and, and 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 nothing has been filed. But I, but just from when I'm talking to operators, uh, they're really interested in in um, just uh, touching up the sports wagering bill, and and specifically uh, authorizing uh, different markets, esports, um, some of the voting markets like Heisman uh, mm-hmm. Heisman trophies, NFL draft, uh, and, and NFL draft Good. draft markets. 
And so those are the things right now between the promotional play receipts and those markets that I'm hearing from the casino industry are priorities. I I am hearing uh, a lot of other little things uh, that you mentioned, but at this point in time, um, um, you know, no, no, serious discussions uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, Brian, we've got like literally a minute left. Uh, of the uh, Heisman or the NFL draft, did you get more requests or did you hear through the grapevine more requests for players to bet on the NFL draft or bet on the Heisman or is there one that I'm missing? Which one do you think was the uh, was the one that uh, disappointed the most people that it wasn't available at least last year? Uh, it, it was uh, uh, people wanted to uh, bet on uh, Garza uh, in ah. um, in player of the in year that market, yeah, yeah, in the player of the year award, and so, uh, uh, but then also the draft market yeah. uh, because there was nothing else available. So those two <laughs> markets, we we got uh, a, a large volume of calls uh, uh, with re- with regard to those two markets. Brian, thank you what you do for us again. Happy New Year! Appreciate you coming on, and we'll uh, talk in the new near future. Thank you, Brian Arilco. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Yep. Good Bye. to talk to you. Brian Rilko for the IRGC. Luke going to win the Wooden Award. I never yeah. even thought of that. Yeah, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Well, maybe. We'll be, well, it'll be too late. Let's get some props for Cyhawk. Yeah, that Top 10 Cyhawk game this year. Oof. 11 o'clock hour next. 1460, 106.3.